48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The top stories. President Xi Jinping tells the United Nations that China will act to reduce carbon emissions at home and around the world. Hong Kongers of all ages get a first opportunity to take a COVID vaccine without an appointment. And a leading property industry player dismisses claims that local developers face pressure from Beijing. The U.S. climate envoy John Kerry has said he's delighted about a promise from China to stop building new coal-fired power stations abroad. The pledge was made by President Xi Jinping in a speech to the UN General Assembly just over a month before a crucial global summit on tackling climate change. Mr Xi said China would set clear targets for emissions. China will strive to peak carbon dioxide emissions before 2030 and achieve carbon neutrality before 2060. This requires tremendous hard work and we will make every effort to meet these goals. China will step up support for other developing countries in developing green and low-carbon energy and will not build new coal-fired power projects abroad. Hong Kong people have begun taking advantage of expanded walk-in inoculations at the SAR's 21 community vaccination centres. Anyone wanting a COVID-19 jab can collect a same-day ticket from quarter to eight each morning and no longer needs to go online to make advanced bookings. One secondary school pupil seized the opportunity to get his first dose in Lychee Cock, telling RTHK he wants to be vaccinated in time for sports day. Ms Lau, who received her second dose at Central Library this morning, said the process was smooth, even though more people could walk in for a jab. It's not very crowded at all, but it seems that the staff is enough and they can ask if we need any help. And the ratio, I think, is, is good. Uh-huh. They, they, they pay special care to the elderly. They ask if they can have a company with them. If anybody waiting for you outside, they double check with the elderly. The founder of Centerline Property, Shi Wing Ching, says he believes the local stock market has overreacted to reports that mainland officials had ordered local developers to use their resources to support Beijing's interests and solve Hong Kong's housing crisis. Major developers saw share prices plummet following the Reuters report. Mr Xi says he doesn't think that the central government is extending its clampdown or piling pressure on local property giants, whose future is actually very bright. I think the developers in Hong Kong still have a lot of role to play in future. Unlike their counterpart in China, the Chinese developer, I think, has less function to pay in future because they have already built a lot of property. The property in China is oversupplied, but not in Hong Kong. We need to build more. Troubled property developer Evergrande says its main unit will make an interest payment due tomorrow on its Sunjin-listed bonds. Natalie Ching reports. Hangar Real Estate Group, Evergrande's main unit, said in a statement that it would make the coupon payment of more than 230 million yuan on time. The news helped ease losses on mainland stock exchanges, which had opened sharply down after a holiday. However, Evergrande has yet to indicate whether it will pay more than 83 billion U.S. dollars in interest on a separate bond, which is due at the same time. It also has 47.5 million U.S. dollars in coupon payments due on Friday next week. Evergrande has 30 days to settle the interest to avoid default. 
Concerns about Evergrande's 300 billion U.S. dollar debt pile have roared markets in recent days. Analysts have played down the possibility that Evergrande could trigger a Chinese equivalent of the collapse of Lehman Brothers in 2008. President Biden and the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson have spoken of the need to use all the diplomatic and humanitarian tools at their disposal to prevent a further deterioration of conditions in Afghanistan at one-to-one talks in Washington. A spokesperson for Mr Johnson said they had agreed that any international recognition of the Taliban must be contingent on the group respecting human rights. Following the 90-minute meeting, Mr Biden refrained from making any commitment to a free trade deal with the United Kingdom. Brexit free trade. Well, we're going to talk about trade a little bit today, and uh, we're going to have to work that through. To the weather, very hot this afternoon with sunny periods, a few showers and isolated thunderstorms, mainly cloudy tonight. The outlook, mainly cloudy and windier with a few showers in the next few days. Currently, the observatory, it's 33 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 64%, and please be advised the very hot weather warning is in force. You're listening to RTHK. The time is exactly five minutes past one. A series of earthquakes has struck the Australian state of Victoria, damaging buildings in Melbourne and elsewhere. The quakes were centred near the rural town of Mansfield. Australian earthquake monitors say the initial quake of magnitude 5.8 was one of the largest in eastern Australia since European settlement. There are no reports of serious injuries. Dr Samir Thakur, a heart surgeon in Geelong to the southwest of Melbourne, was performing surgery when it struck. We're sort of in the crux of the operation and uh, we just felt the whole table, the operating table move and we thought maybe the anaesthetist or one of the nursing staff was actually uh, manoeuvring the table and it was a really bizarre feeling because it was quite sustained. I mean, it probably felt like a minute, at least maybe two minutes and looking around the room, all the IV poles were moving. The Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison said there were no reported injuries. We have had no reports of serious injuries or or worse. That is very good news and we hope that that good news will continue. But uh, it can be a very, very disturbing event for an earthquake of this nature. They are very rare events in Australia. And as a result, I'm sure people would have been quite distressed and disturbed by that. More now from the UN General Assembly. In his speech, the Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte said the transition to a greener world must not come at the expense of developing countries' economic vitality. He also condemned what he described as the hoarding of COVID-19 vaccines by the developed world. Rich countries hoard life-saving vaccines while poor nations wait for trickles. The now talk of booster shots where developing countries consider half doses just to get by. This is shocking beyond belief and must be condemned for what it is, a selfish act that can either be justified rationally or morally. To sport and in football, Manchester City boss Pep Guardiola gave senior debuts to five players in defeating third-tier opposition Wickham Wanderers 6-1 as the holders reached the last 16 of the English League Cup. Some of the more familiar names were on the score sheet. Riyad Mahrez scored twice. Kevin De Bruyne and Phil Foden were also on target and there was a first goal for this man, 19-year-old substitute Cole Palmer. Over the moon. Tell you what, that was the best feeling I've had, to be honest. Well, up there anyway. Yeah, just delighted when it went in. And obviously, got to thank the fans and the manager for putting his uh, trust in me. Two Premier League sides needed penalty shootouts to get past Championship opposition. Leeds United won at Fulham and Southampton beat Sheffield United. But two top flight teams lost to lower league op- opponents. 
Watford went down 3-1 at home to second-tier Stoke City. Everton drew 2-2 at Queen's Park Rangers, but the side managed by Rafa Benitez went out 8-7 on penalties. Obviously, you don't want to go to the penalties, but uh, I think uh, overall the team was uh, doing a, a good game in terms of intensity, in terms of heart. To come back twice, so the character of the team. But uh, the pity that we concede, maybe because that we, we can avoid, and then we didn't take the chances that we had. Tonight, Chelsea play Aston Villa, Manchester United are at home to West Ham, and Tottenham Hotspur go to Wolves. There were plenty of goals in the latest European qualifying action for the Women's World Cup. England led the way with a 10-0 victory in Luxembourg. That's 18 goals scored in their opening two qualifiers since new boss Serena Wiegmann took charge. I think the performance was good too. Yeah, it's, it's pretty hard to, to make the game against uh, such opponents. Uh, you know, you have possession most of the game. You have to keep the tempo up, the ball tempo especially, switch fields lots. And, and when we continued in the game, uh, they were dropping deeper even more. So the spaces were so small. So I think uh, we did a good job by scoring 10 goals. The Czech Republic beat Cyprus 8-0. That was also the score with Denmark winning away to Azerbaijan. Scotland beat the Faroe Islands 7-1. In the same group, Spain hit seven past Hungary. In golf, ahead of the Ryder Cup against the holders Team Europe, which starts on Friday, Bryson DeChambeau says being heckled by fans hasn't been comfortable, but hopes his performances will get the home crowd behind him as the United States look to regain the trophy at Whistling Straits. DeChambeau has been taunted about his scientific approach and the rivalry with US teammate Brooks Kepka. To end the news, the top stories once again. President Xi Jinping tells the United Nations that China will, will act to reduce carbon emissions at home and around the world. Hong Kongers of all ages get their first opportunity to take a COVID vaccine without an appointment, and a rare earthquake shakes Melbourne, but there are no reports of serious injuries. The news from RTHK. Thanks, Todd. Good afternoon, it is an extended morning brew through until two o'clock. And we're going to do some vinyl, hopefully, in a few moments with Keith Goodman.
Judge at 10cc. Okay, going to speak to Keith Goodman in just one second. But I never did know 